Angie's List is now Angie, the nation's largest home services marketplace. And Angie is here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled professionals to get the job done well. My son needed a major yard cleanup at his new home. We went straight to the Angie website and found a bunch of local, reliable, and affordable pros to handle the job, and one did pronto. Angie can help you find the best price for your project. Angie lets you request and compare quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps or book services at an upfront price based on local data. Angie has cost guides that tell you what others have paid for similar projects, both nationally and in your area. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com or download the app today. The app and website are free to use. Hello, ladies. Hello, gentlemen. This is the Victor Davis Hanson Show. I'm Jack Fowler, the host. The star and the namesake, Victor Davis Hanson, is the Martin and Neely Anderson Senior Fellow at the Hoover Institution and the Wayne and Marsha Buskey Distinguished Fellow in History at Hillsdale College. This will be a kind of a fun episode, I believe. Victor, the movie watcher, the book reader, the TV show guy, maybe we'll even ask if we have the time what things little Victor did, what kind of hobbies he had way back in the late 50s and early 60s. But we'll get to Victor's favorite movies right after these important messages. Can't pay the IRS? Haven't filed in a while? Receiving threatening letters? Yeah. It's about to get worse. The IRS is hiring an army of agents targeting hardworking Americans like you. You need warriors on your side. You need Tax Network USA. Tax Network USA has brilliant strategies to solve your IRS problems quickly and in your favor. For instance, they've discovered a limited-time special offer that the IRS is willing to waive $1 billion in penalties. Find out if you qualify before it's too late. Never call the IRS alone. Let Tax Network USA attorneys handle it. They have preferred direct lines to the IRS. They know which agents to work with and which to avoid. They've resolved over $1 billion in tax debts and offer a best-in-class guarantee. Schedule your free consultation now. Call 1-800-245-6000. That's 1-800-245-6000 or... Visit TNUSA.com slash Victor. TNUSA.com slash Victor. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E 
Byte.com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. We're back with the Victor Davis Hanson Show. Victor, I'm, I'm so glad you're willing to expose your, uh, your favorites. Maybe we'll even find some movies you hate, books you hate. But, you know, let's, let's dig in. <laughs> Just um, ask my wife. Which uh-huh. you know which ones I hate, the one she loves. So oh, is that it? I, uh, yeah. What's the one with uh you got mail or something about this? You, you hate that? Oh hate yeah. That. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh it's not a guy movie. Actually, the original version of that with Cary Grant. I know that was good, wasn't it? Yeah, I find Tom Hanks uh kind of cloying as an actor. Yeah, yeah. You can get that way. Well, we're going to, we'll begin with the movies. So Victor, very simple. I know you love movies and you incorporate some of their themes into some of the pieces you've written over the years. So let's pick, what are three of your favorite movies? Well, I confess at the outset, they are all Western. Go ahead. And I, I'm, I'm going to bet on one of them. No, go ahead. You see no, this. you go ahead and bet. I'll, is, I'll Shane, be is Shane one of them? Yes, it is. Okay. It's my number okay. two movie. Okay. <laughs> We're going to talk about Shane. Go ahead. My number one is Sam Peckinpah's Wild Bunch. There are elements in there that are sheer genius. Oh, yeah. I love that part where Bill Holden, finally, they're all bickering. He said, fight, go ahead. When you side with a man, you stick with a man. It's right good. And then when they're riding through that little village and they see Warren Oates and Ben Johnson, laughing <laughs> and the old wizened elder of the village Mexican village says you know there's good there's everybody likes to be child even they even the worst of us it's right. really funny and or Edmund O'Brien was brilliant in that movie absolutely brilliant that was Ernest Borgnine's one of his greatest role that very last scene where they can take the money and leave or go avenge get Angel back and they know they're going to get killed and they kind of welcome that because all these westerns are as I said, ad nauseum, they're all renditions of the tragic Sophoclean theme that certainly right. have certain skills that save people, but the manifestation of those skills mean that they're precluded from civilized life. And they well, there's a great there's a great they, sense of honor too in that is. in that is. when they go back, yeah, you know, they, they could escape because they're kind of they're not kind of scoundrels, <laughs> they are absolute scoundrels. Yes, they are. They're and then I love it when Robert Ryan, who used to be one of them, and he he said they're talking about him, and he says, "Well, no, they're not going to do that. They're not going to do that. They're going to be men." And God, I wish I was with him now. <laughs> and he yeah. he's with Strother Martin and L.Q. Jones and all those weirdos and <laughs> that first scene is really nightmarish but and oh, the second the kid, yeah. yeah the kids kids are burning um, scorpions yeah and they're shooting up that town they're the t- right yeah and bill holden was just i've always liked him in movies like bridge of the road um right tokyo Re, yeah. yeah and i bridge over the river Kwai and the bridges of tokyo Re, and all of those great movies There's something about him i really like but that performance when he was supposedly over the hill was uh just perfect the second one that i like as you mentioned shane and you know alan ladd it was a very small guy and he doesn't really he played some westerns and mm-hmm. i think he had a short life but he did I think that was that was george stevens wasn't it that produced that he was yeah, yeah. howard he, hawks was uh, i think it was howard hawks directed it didn't he Oh, he did. I maybe it was George no, 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 no. You're right. It's George Stevens. I've had it all. But he was a brilliant director. I mean, my yeah. God, he made those blockbusters. And something about that movie when 
he knows that he, he's not fit and he just wants to ride through. And then he sees that the problem and this, there's two subtexts of that Western from the very first scenes. Number one is that little Joey's mom is going to fall in love with Shane and who wouldn't, he's completely courageous and she's married to a, you know, a great man. Right. And there's going to be tension there. And what is Shane going to do about it? Because he's supposedly a cutthroat. And the fact is he's a very honorable guy mm-hmm. and, and everybody knows that. And so Jean Arthur is going to, and she's a wonderful person and she's oh my God. And then I've never she seen her. Beautiful. She she's beautiful. beautiful. That was her last yeah. movie. I think, I think she was almost 50 when she filmed that. Right. And ben Johnson turns out to be, you know, that thing about Sodi, you can't come in here. And what are you going to buy? Sodi pop and such. And then he gets beat up and then he turns out to be a good guy at the end. Right. And he comes in Warren Shane and gosh, Van Heflin was such a great actor, the, the noble father. And, and as Joe Star- Starrett, was that his name? Joe Starrett. Joe Starrett. Yeah. And then Brenda, Brandon Wild going back, Shane. And he ended up tragically, I think, in an accident as well. Right. He but, was 30 when he died. Yeah. yeah. And then the greatest, I think that was his first role. That was the greatest villain I've ever seen in Jack Palan. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh my yeah. God. He was just. And then that when they Wilson, I think his name was when he shoot him and Shane has never has been so soft spoken, but to get him to draw, you know, good. <laughs> oh, right. And yeah. remember he's a southerner and the southerners are always the tragic heroes, whether it's the searchers. Oh, or, right. Uh, yeah. The John Wayne movies. Yes. They, uh, what's his Tyree is a southerner. Yes. Yeah. And then there was that, uh, I got to remember his name, Emil Meyer, those two awful blood brothers that are the, the cattle barons that are trying to run out the sodbusters. Oh, and they, oh yeah. They, I they forget. Were, they, yeah. One of them was John Dirkus, I think his name was, but they were brilliant actors. They were. Yeah. Edgar Buchanan was in that. that was just full of great actor acting. Yeah. But Victor, also, it was a beautiful. I mean, the yeah, filming Jackson, of that movie Jackson was, Hole, yeah, it yeah. was just it was beautiful, and and Shane come back, and you get you don't know quite how whether he's going to die or he's got that bad shoulder. He's right with one range. He's been shot. Right. He's got those. You know, he said, "Well, Shane, Shane, do you use? Is it better to have two? You know, one gun is good as any and better than most." That succinct dialogue was just wonderful. My third, of course is John Wayne, Ethan Edwards, and the Searchers. Yeah. That was, that was kind of brilliant because like Red River, and I think, wasn't that a Howard Hawks movie? Red yes, River? Howard Hawks was Red yeah. River. Yeah. And that's when John Ford looked at Howard Hawks' Red River and said, my God, the son of a bitch can act about John Wayne. It was kind of a cruel thing to say, but he had that dark side in Red River and he had it again he in Searchers. Yeah. He was, he's kind of a, you don't know where he comes from. He has these gold dollars. He's been down somewhere. He rode in the Civil War kind of with a Contrell-like group. So he's, and he's kind of got, I don't know what the subtext with his relationship with his brother's wife is, Martha, when he comes back, but you can see that they jive together. Right. To get killed. And then he's got this racist hatred that he wants to kill anybody that would befoul themselves, he thinks, touching a Native American. But then over time, he mellows. And at the end, he saves everybody. And then he has, again, like Shane, he's been contaminated. And he has the skills necessary to find the girl and save everybody. But then he's got to walk out that door 
got wonderful music too, and that that screenplay was really good. The sun, the sun, so the, yeah, yeah. Well, it's but interesting that you say that movie. scene at the end there, Victor. Is uh, you know, is, and you've written about you actually you wrote some great pieces about Shane and the searchers politically as explanatory of, of Donald Trump's. I did, role. and I, I said he wasn't going to end well. And I said that in 2018, somebody from the administration called me and said, we read the case for Trump. And what do you mean he's not going to end well? What is a tragic hero? And I said, Donald Trump brings a certain set of skill sets. That's kind of what, isn't that out of Taken, that movie Taken? He said, I have a certain set of skills. And the same thing is in Man of Fire with Denzel Washington. And that's my fourth favorite movie. That was a brilliant acting performance by Denzel Washington when, it's, when what do they say to him he's <laughs> his uh he's an artist of death and he's about ready to paint his greatest masterpiece in oh. revenge and that was a great movie but it's the same theme that these people have to come and solve problems that we in sophisticated society cannot solve because we have certain restrictions that we must have to be civilized there's no way out so there's not a easy solution. It's a tragedy because both alternatives are unacceptable. And yet this unacceptable alternative comes in and saves people that despise him only after they're saved. And that's what happens in the searchers. And that's what happens in chain. It happens in high noon too. Gary Cooper. That's another wonderful movie that has to throw down that badge and leave. And it happens in, of course, the magnificent seven when, you know, we are like the wind, they blow. You are like the wind, you blow in and blow out. Now, we'll be glad to see us go, too. Right. And that element is really important. That was what Sophocles made him the greatest of the three playwrights with Ajax, Philoctetes, Antigone. So Oedipus is sort of a tragic hero. But that's what Trump was in a weird way. I mean, he had the skill sets. And he, he was the pit bull that was cut loose to even the score with a left. But in the very process of that methodology... He alienated people, and the better the economy did. I had written an article, and I think there's an element in the case for Trump. I said he's in a paradox. The more that unemployment goes down, the more that he defeats Mueller, the more that he doesn't emulate the tactics of his enemies, the more that we get affordable gas, the border secure, the more people are going to have the leisure and the opportunity to focus on his tweets and the crudity and the excess of his character. And they're going to drive him out, just like they drove Shane out, just like they drove Ajax out. And that's what they did. Well, I do want to make one comment on one of the movies, The Searchers. And I love the movie, but I have to say, compared to Shane, Shane's just beautiful start to finish. I could watch it every day. I could watch The Searchers every day, too. But there was that comic aspect to The Searchers with the wedding. and uh, yeah, the, That was sort of a John Ford always had that element. Yeah, that, the that social he, scene. Yeah. yeah, he did that in that tri- the Western trilogy to She Wore a Yellow Ribbon and stuff. They have those little right. com- comical. And then they have some of the sets, you know, they, the frontier scenes are done in the set in Hollywood and they don't look realistic, you know, the fake landscape, whereas Shane was just so beautifully filmed. Oh, but, yeah. uh, gorgeous. I think the way they also developed the film was some, some of the, you know, the colors, the colors that seem to be unique for that movie. I read uh, go, last go summer, I was on an occasion where I bumped into Patrick Wayne. Remember him? 
He's yeah. Oh, sure. He was. He was in the. Um, uh, he the was. He was. Yeah. And he said, "You probably don't know." I said, "I know exactly who you are." And I watched. <laughs> I think it was the Seven Sins of uh, Seven Things of Sinbad, and all of those movies he was in. I knew every one of them, and I talked about his. He had that scene where he. He's kind of comical with a sword. He Ward Bond right. says, Don't get that big knife near me or whatever he's talking about. I talked to him for, I think I bored him to death, but I talked to him for three hours about his dad's movies. We, oh, went, wow. over, we went over every one of his Westerns. And what I like about somebody like him is that when they have a father like that, that's legendary and had obvious controversies surrounding him, they take the person and defend him and they acknowledge his controversies, but they see the greater good of what he did for the country and himself. So he was very positive about his father. I really like that. I think that can be a rare thing. You it, know, is, uh, it didn't used to be, but it is now. People yeah. feel that they yeah. can justify their own unhappiness by fobbing off their deficiencies onto their upbringing, i.e. their parents. Hey, Victor, before we get into books, I'm just curious, is there any particular filmmaker you like a, I'll say Hitchcock, it's just some names, Hitchcock, David Lean, Kubrick, just because I want to get a suite in here, Ingmar Bergen, uh, not not exclusive to those sort, but is there anyone you, you don't have to, but anyone you may like as a filmmaker? Well, I think I'd like John Ford, obviously, but yeah. another person, I don't know what it is about him, but he was, he was just brilliant, was William Wyler. And mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember he did uh, one of my favorite films, The Best Years of Our Lives. Frederick yeah. March was just wonderful in that movie. Oh, terrific. And Best drama in, in movie yeah. history. In that, in that. Dana Andrews was in that, too. Right. And right. he did Roman. I mean, think of all I can. I, I know his air, film's pretty good. He did. I think he did Roman Holiday and Withering Heights. Ben-Hur. Remember Ben-Hur? That was a big thing he did. And even that, you know, did you do the, the you, apartment. Did you do the apartment? Uh, I thought that was oh, Billy Wilder, but maybe that was Billy Wilder. Yeah, yeah. But Sorry. he was so good in a very underrated movie. Remember the Big Country? Oh with, yeah, with Gregory Peck and yeah. Charlton, Charlton Heston. They had that fist fight, and then right, Burl Ives is in that. They've got great in Cinemascope. Wow. Yeah, I mean, it was it was just he was a, a brilliant guy, and I right. I've always liked his movies. I like Sam Peckinpah, obviously. One of the one of the most underrated westerns is Ride the High Country, with um, oh, Cary favorite, Grant's Cary uh, Grant's. <laughs> no, my fav, favorite actor was Joel McRae. Joel McRae, but the other one who was I can't remember his name. He was Cary Grant's buddy. Wait a minute. Yeah, there were two old men, and they were there was a Randolph Scott. You were saying Randolph the- Scott. Yeah. Yeah, your question is sexual orientation. I'm not questioning. I'm just repeating what I've heard. Yes, of gossip. I have to go to confession you. for gossiping. Yeah. yeah, he was a big heartthrob. I think he was married three times, but that had war notes and the regular evil cast in it. But right. my God, and it was kind of where Sam Peckinpah grew up in Corsco. He had a Peckinpah small cattle ranch. My mother was a second superior court judge. It was a woman in Fresno County, and she very kind of late in life in her her early 50s. But there was a very wonderful guy named Denver Peckinpah that was one of her colleagues. And he was very, very conservative. And she was a Democrat. And she really liked him. And once we <laughs> found out the connection that it was Sam's brother, my gosh, I, I he came over to our house once. I wouldn't leave him alone. I was like the most <laughs> obnoxious 18-year-old about Sam Peckinpah. He made some movies that were 
bad. I never understood some of them. But there was one called uh, Sergeant Rutledge. Do you remember that one? Sure. Was, with uh, I forget his Woody, name. The, the Woody, Woody. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that was an underrated movie, but it, he tried to do things like that. And he was drug addicted. He was mercurial. I think he died before he was even 60, but by the high country. And then they gave him a lot of money. And that one movie, I think it was Major Dundee. It wasn't very good. That's, that was Sir Charlton Heston, right? Yeah. But remember, yeah. He, he would come back. He would make a movie that was really good that nobody liked, like Cable Hogue and Junior Bonner and everybody, because they were kind of end of the West. And then he's all through. And then he would make a movie called The Getaway. Remember that? Steve yeah. McQueen, that was a good movie. And he yeah. also, what was that movie with uh, Dustin Hoffman where he kills all those psychopaths or, that his wife in Ireland? It was it Straw Dogs? Straw Dogs. You remember see that movie? But Actually, I've never seen it. No. It was a good I, movie. Yeah. The last Harvey great movie, Keitel in it, I think. Yeah, I think he. I don't know. The last great movie he made, I think it was under underrated, was Pat Garrett and Billy the Kid. There were some scenes in there with Slim Pickens and Katie Gerardo when he's gets shot and he's down by the river dying. And there's and then Bob Dylan's knock knock knocking on heaven's door, which was written for that movie. I watched that in Greece the first time, and they mixed the film roles. You know what I mean? So they put yeah. part two first, and <laughs> there was a guy with me, Steve Gould, a wonderful guy, and we were like Sam Peckinpah fans, and we started screaming in front of the Greek audience and ran up into the, you know, the knocked on the door, and they wouldn't let us in, and we made him switch it back and start over. <laughs> but that was a great movie. Uh, Keep the change when he shoots the marshal with coins and the shotgun. It, it just, it didn't have really a, a great, it didn't have a plot of the wild bunch, but the vignettes and the acting were superb. And then, you know, I, that convoy movie, Killer Lee, Alfredo Garcia, all that. He made a weird movie, Iron Cross, about the Eastern Front, that there were some good scenes, but it didn't work. But boy, you put wild bunch and Pat Garrett and Jared if, and if, Ride the Hunt if, Country. It was absolute genius. Folks, if you have not, I'm sure Victor someday is going to write an essay now about Sam Peckinpah. But if you have not seen The Wild Bunch, you should see it <laughs> the, for, just for the last scene alone. By the way, Victor, there is one scene that for the actors, it's very rare in a movie that so many Oscar winning actors appear in the same scene. But Edmund O'Brien, William Holden, Ben Johnson, and Ernest Borgnine are all in a scene together, and all four of them at one time won, won Oscars. So it's a little, uh, they, a little they bit. Did. They did. Yeah. They were. They yeah. were that acting was superior. Ben Johnson yeah. and Warren Oates were just. I yeah. love Ben Johnson. He's great there. And all those John Ford movies, he's so terrific. But okay, Victor, we got to move on to books yeah. and we're going to do that. We're going to hear about some of your favorite writings right after these important messages. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. 
you should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. We're back with the Victor Davis Hanson Show. Hey, subscribe to VictorHanson.com and you can read the copious amount of exclusive and original material that Victor writes only for that website, $50 for the year. If you want to test it out, $5 first month. Check it out. It's wonderful stuff. For me, Jack Fowler, I write Civil Thoughts, a weekly email newsletter, free, recommended. It gives you about a dozen recommended readings from the previous week. You can subscribe, Civil Thoughts. And I also run the Center for Civil Society. We're trying to save civil society. You can learn more about that at centerforcivilsociety.com. So Victor, that was great to hear you. Obviously, you are a movie lover. I assume you're a book lover too. So similar, Victor, our listeners want to, are curious about you know, the books you like, the novels you like. So are there any particular, let's just say three, are there three favorite American novels. I'm, I'm limiting it to American. If you want to expand outside of America, go ahead. For all I know, okay. Don, you like Don Quixote. And is there a particular favorite ancient work of you, the great classical scholar? Have? Well, one of the most, it's kind of a, I'm not into a psychological, but I, I read it because I think my older brother told me to read it. It's one of his favorite novels was Conrad, the Polish born American uh, wrote in English. That's what I'm trying to say. And he wrote a novel called Victory about this. I think, the, what was the guy's name? Axel, Axel Heiss. And he's a narrator. I mean, he's the central protagonist. And I read it because he was Swedish. And I thought I wanted is that sober, yeah. brooding, depressed. And he, he ends up, doesn't want anything to do with society. And yet he, he intervenes once in a while to help people. And it turns out to be tragedy. And there's some villains in there that are just really, it's kind of like Lord Jim on steroids, but it's a great novel. And another great novel, again, by a foreigner, and he's a Norwegian, so I can't claim Sheldon was, and I, I have to be very careful was Newt Hampson because the guy was a Nazi sympathizer and I, he won the Nobel prize, but he disgraced himself by, ingratiating himself to Hitler, but my gosh, he wrote a novel, Growth of the Soil, that was one of the best things I've ever read about farming, about this rugged guy who goes out into the Norwegian wilderness and creates out of nothing, clears the land and just creates his farm. And every, I mean, he has this one son who's kind of, I don't know what, not quite there. And he goes to America, went off to America and his wife disappoints him and his, he just works himself to death. And like in a, a Conrad, there's always somebody he's done some good to and that, yet that comes around in his life and for some reason likes him and helps him. And it, it's a brilliant novel. And uh, it's made a big effect on me because after I read that early on, I thought that would be very important in a person's life that you scan the horizon and you see people who need help. And at certain rare, rare moments in your life, you can help them. You don't want to tell them that, but you just know that you're going to intervene. And at some point when you have some influence or money or power to help that person who deserves it, 
And that has happened to me maybe three or four times in my life where out of the blue, I don't know what it's been. Somebody has called me up and said, don't argue with me. I want to help you. And been kind of a guardian angel, like protected me in print or invited me to uh, offered me a job or something. And I, I don't know why I haven't done anything, but that made a big impression on me that scene and growth of the soil as did victory. So it's a good thing to do. And it's sort of when you see how the world works and what it values and money, success, group think, and yet you see a very rare, talented person that's going nowhere, partly because of their own stubborn character. And if you're ever in a position quietly, maybe from a distance, maybe unknown to them, I tried to do that a couple of times, unknown, try to help that person and be their savior if you can, not out of an egocentric or I'm going to help somebody, but just as a small contribution to leveling the playing field. I've been such a beneficiary. And one of the persons who's helped me, I won't mention any of the three or four names, but I said, what can I do to repay you? Just do this for somebody else sometime. And so that was a great knowledge. Right. And uh, I got for one period and I don't know what it what happened. I don't know if he's a great novelist or not, but I really got into Thomas Wolfe. And when I read Look Homeward Angel, and you can't go home again about this Southern writer who went into the kind of the cesspool of upper West side or East side Manhattan in the pre-depression area. And then he writes about the depression going back the land boom right before the depression. He goes to Germany, the writer. It's really an autobiography of himself. He wrote four novels. I remember the web on the rock and another one. And uh, they were absolutely brilliant in they were excessive and not tightly constructed plot. And the characters were sometimes, and sometimes the narrative got out of control, but it's at his best. There's some of the best writing in American fiction. As far as antiquity, I had one author that you got to specialize under the PhD program that I was, you had to go Greek literature, Latin literature, Greek history, Roman history, Greek composition, Latin composition, French and German, and three hours Greek, three hours, those were your exams, plus your thesis defense. But you also had to specialize what they called authors and fields. And they picked an author Greek and an author Latin. And I picked Thucydides and I read, it was very difficult Greek, but I think I read the text four or five times for my, my PhD and I taught it. And I, it, I just grows on me. So at night, sometimes if I can't sleep, I will pick it up and read the Melian dialogue or the the stasis of Corsaira. It's kind of wise ass, you know, as always happens with humankind, the following, or as is the want of people. But he takes these vignettes and he expands on them to make a devastating critique of human nature, the thin veneer of civilization. Well, Victor, we have a few more minutes, and I think we'll wrap up this episode by finding out what little Victor watched on the boob tube back in the day. And we'll get to that right after these important messages. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We're back with the Victor Davis Hanson Show. So, Victor, it's been really fun to hear what floats your boat when it comes to reading and movies. Of course, you know, America is ruled by the by the TV, was ruled by the TV. Now it's ruled by the cell phone. But back when, when you were young, I assume there was a television in the Hanson house. I know there was, in fact, because I read about, was it your grandfather? Yeah, he had a color TV. Some- we didn't. So we yeah. snuck down there. But didn't he insisted on watching Gunsmoke? And he not did. He watch. He wouldn't. <laughs> he, he wouldn't let us watch certain Saturday night. It came out the Saturday night movies, and there were certain movies like my favorite, The Vikings. You know, he wouldn't let us. Uh-huh. And, Gunsmoke uh, ruled, right? But he had good taste. I mean, except for Lawrence Welk. When Lawrence Welk went on. We would just go, please. Yeah. Well, was there any particular show that, yeah, you know, as a young kid, you liked watching? Oh, I loved uh, Have Gun Will Travel. One of my favorite actors is Richard Boone. He was, you know, he I think he was a Stanford student. He got kicked out. But remember that song, Have Gun Will Travel, Read the Card of a Man? They played it at the beginning. Yeah. A Night Without Armor and a Savage. I can still, I sang it all the time. Well, yeah, we, we might ask you to sing it now, but, but just. Well, I remember story. it was uh, being operated. Oh, I had a kidney stone, a staghorn calculus that split my ureter in a hospital. I was in the hospital off and on for six weeks and all they couldn't do it. They couldn't treat it. So they were trying to dope me up and get me strong enough to fly home to be operated because it, it was about the size of my thumb and it cut my ureter and it was terrible. And I was on dope and the doctor, God, his name was Papadopoulos. But he was really good. He was a urologist. He just said, I can take it out, but I can't do it under these facilities. And I would sing, a knight without armor in a savage land. His fast gun higher heaves the calling wind. The soldier of fortune is a man called Paladin. And he'd say, Paladin? Peter, what is Paladin? Who is this Paladin? <laughs> I was on morphine all the time. And I said, well, what was I singing? He said, you were singing about mercenaries. Are you studying Greek mercenaries? And I say, no, 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 I'm just talking about Paladin. So that, I love that show. It was it was kind of an intellectually quoted. It actually, I went back later in life and bought. It had a lot of references to Greek literature, and he was a San Francisco guy, and he ended up badly, Richard Boone. But he was a great actor. He really, yeah, he had so he had one of those NBC Sunday night shows. I think I he did. The name of, but that's how he. I think his career ended up, which uh, like Columbo he, and uh, McLeod. Yeah, he and, he drank like very heavily. Yeah, he looked. And, uh, but he was a. I think he grew up in a wealthy family, or he was. He went to Stanford University. I think he got kicked when I was at Stanford. They they had a uh, article about him in the Stanford Daily. I remember, but he was. Man, talking about, remember HUD when he was in that? His name yeah. was Cicero something. Finally, when HUD, you know, sort of shoots him, he said, you got some pretty hard bark on you. And 
he was just on that was excuse me not hud hombre cicero grimes is what i was remembering yeah he was he didn't that's with paul newman is that yes yes hombre he was in that he was the head of the really terrible right i remember they were up in some uh, some mine yeah yeah and that's again the tragic hero is going to save everybody and they're going to hate him for saving them and he's going to die and they're not worth it but he does it and so that was a great movie and he, was, he had a he had a pivotal role in a, a great anti-communist movie that very few people know of it man on a tightrope which was yes. by kazan and it was that circus trying to get out of czech republic or whatever it was at the yeah, time yeah his name Germany. was croft or Kriffa or croft was frederick the, our, our favorite actor was yeah he was yeah frederick i Mar- love and, and adolf manju who was a yeah. great anti-communist himself and well anyway Hey, Victor, we could actually, we should do another movie book show another time, <laughs> not just to say, quote unquote, fill in or substitute, but this was terrific hearing about what pleases you culturally. But that is all the time we have. So to our listeners who are growing in numbers, thank you. And if you listen on iTunes, consider leaving a rating. And also, if you want to leave a comment, please do. We read them. Thanks very much. Thanks again, Victor, for everything. We'll be back soon with the Victor Davis Hansen Show. Thanks so much. Thank you, everybody, for listening.